0: God, family, nation.
1: Or investing in our faith, or investing in our spiritual life, our spiritual walk. You know, we did a um, a show. I want to say last week, week before last, we talked about the crypto COVID connection. And we talked about cryptocurrency and its connection to the COVID-19. And and we got an education about cryptocurrency and how to invest in cryptocurrency uh, and other things, investment. And and with that being said, you know, we we will invest in a lot of things. We'll invest in the stock market. We'll invest in uh, a business. We'll invest in the individual. We will invest in our social life and our work life. We will invest in uh, sports. We'll invest, we'll, we, will, we will invest our time, our money, our effort into all kinds of things. But how much do you invest in your faith? How much do you invest in your spiritual walk? How much do you invest in your relationship? All or nothing. With God? And so we talk about spiritual responsibility and, and and making making our election sure. We need to be investing in that. That takes time. That takes effort. That takes commitment. That takes consistency. All the things that we talked about before. And one of the things that I see, and I would love to hear y'all opinion on this, is I think people are lazy. I think people are lazy. This this king complex. We did a podcast about there. King over God. We want a king. You know, we want we want a Moses. We want a we want a, a Moses. We want a David. We want a Solomon. We want a, a Martin Luther King. We want a Malcolm X. We want a Marcus Garvey. We want a uh, what's the new the new one? Fred Hampton. We want a Fred Hampton. We want somebody that's gonna bear the burden, that's gonna do all the studying, all the reading, all the speaking, the the put all the effort in, and then we're gonna follow him. That's why that's how the government was so successful in in, in, in keeping us. In a state of captivity in the United States, because they all they had to do was prevent one man from taking the lead. Because we we looking for one person to follow, so that's that that, and I think that's that's being lazy. Oh, let Moses! As old as Moses was, now nah, Moses, you go climb that mountain. Get your bad back and your cane. You get Joshua, get that youngster to help you climb that mountain. You go up mm-hmm. there and you talk to the fireball up there, because. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's too much for us. You, you seem to be in a good standing. When you go up there and deal with that, and then you come back and tell us what he said. When they they heard the voice of God themselves, they said, "No, that's too much for us. We'll die. We can't deal with that." Now you go, you go. And those ones he got there say, "Man, Moses dead. We about to go make this golden calf." <laughs>
2: you know so, <laughs> hey, that, that is ridiculous, Moses, man. Hey, like Moses,
1: after ten ten days, twelve man Moses dead. After, hey, we about, we after gotta, all
2: they saw too. I'm talking yeah. about after all they saw. They saw heard some the voice serious of the Most High. stuff, man. It's it's a yeah. mentality, so I think we the got we have to start investing. Everything.
1: I think we have to start investing in we have to start investing in our relationship with the Most High and put value in that. The Scripture? What the scripture say? The uh, your treasure where, where your heart is, or something like that. What's the scripture?
3: Carry man, my burden, No. Uh,
1: what's the, what's the scripture? Carry my burden? It's on that. It's On Hold on. It's, oh, now.
4: it's Yeah, get that. It's ax. Uh, What it is therefore where your heart is, therefore, when you spend your money, that's where your heart is. Therefore, where the treasure is, yeah, something spend, like I that. Yeah. <laughs> it's in Acts 10 and 35. Acts yeah. yeah, 10 and like 35.
1: Acts 10 and 35. I'm gonna get it for you. I'm gonna get it for you right quick. Acts 10 and
0: 35.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Acts 10 35. It says, but every, um no, that's not it. That's not it. Hold
4: on. No, Acts 10 and 35. How about scripture
2: there? Yeah. I think that's what um that's what makes GFN um uh, such a unique congregation, I think, too. Because that's- I mean, of course you guys brought brought me into GFN, but it's not really like a organized, structured leadership, pastor, you know, uh, all of those things that you would consider when you into a congregation. It's not structured mm-hmm. in that manner. You no know, one it's, man it's is more about a bunch of believers. Right. It's just a bunch of believers who who, who follow Christ and just want to um, serve the Most High and, and make it to the kingdom. And however them chips fall, that's how they're going to go. Well, I mean, mm-hmm. I think and, that's... You know, that's what I appreciate about this, you know.
1: Well, I mean, that's what I'm saying. But and, and So going back to it, like, where is the spiritual investment? Where is the investment in people's faith? And I think that's what a lot of us hey, fall short at. Hey, hey
5: I'm going to say this.
1: put the time, go ahead.
5: Well, one thing, just to cut cut straight to it I. The way we, one of the ways we can do that, one of the primary ways we can do that is by uh, uh, starting initiatives. And oftentimes, yeah, I know that that sounds difficult because you, you know, as you increase the number of people that you're working with, you add complexity to the situation. Um, But that's how, that's one of the most, uh, you know, that's one of the easiest ways to make an investment uh, into our faith is by investing our faith in others. So, uh, as an example, um, create an initiative where Uh, it's all about preparation and you know task this brother to do this and this sister to look up that and that brother do that and by in two weeks everybody to come here with this so we can put it all together and everybody have a bag everybody have a a, a go bag right or something like that everybody have an emergency kit and so we've done initiatives like that and as you would expect um, when you open yourself up for that level of probability um, you know Inherently, there are some risks with that, right? Somebody not meeting their obligations. Uh, Somebody uh, failing to uh, sustain, you know, have consistent uh, contact or communication. Uh, Somebody even forgetting that they were supposed to do a certain thing. But uh, when that happens, addressing that problem and then still seeking to work with that person, that's how you make those investments in faith right? The brother stumbled or the sister stumbled, okay, because of you, we're going to be a week behind mm-hmm. finishing this 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 thing we're working on, but nevertheless, we still want to work on it with you, right? right. It takes time Peer accountability. Play. Say it again? Peer accountability. Exactly, exactly. See, it takes time, it takes money, it takes patience, it takes faith, you know what I'm saying? It takes all the way to one when you make things like that happen. And in the beginning, it's a little bit, it's frustrating, but it gets better. It gets better, you know? And uh, that that's where the rub is, that's where the rubber meets the road at, right? Uh that that's how you invest your faith. Or that's how you make a good investment to your faith. I know everybody thinks about uh charity, you know, um, uh, you know, uh handing a brother a sandwich or uh or put putting some gas in his car. And those things are, you know, really easy. They're easy said and they're easy done. But it's those more long suffering uh every man not looking to the things of his own household. Those true investments in faith. You, you know this. You know this brother right here got something going on. He needs people to help him out. Actually coming and being a part of that thing, supporting him. You know this brother right here got a decent plan, but he's lacking some of the subtle details that are making it a success. Well, then get it with him, work with it, and and let him shoot down some of your ideas and let him accept some of your ideas. But you still work with him in the end. Th- those are investments in faith because you're looking at the yeah. end, you're at the fruit of that matter. You see what I'm saying? My, 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 my investment of faith is this. If I, I feel like if I could go out and, um, and, and, and
4: give to... A, a guy came to church when I was incarcerated and told me this. He said, "Man, I could go to church every Sunday and see these three little kids walking in this cold with no jacket and nose running. He said, so why would I do that? I invest my into those kids to get a jacket or their mother to get a car where well, now she can bring her three kids to church. So mm-hmm. I take my investment... Buy hard-earned work money and go buy her a car to make sure they get there, to buy the kids some jackets. Because I see them walking every day and they nose running in cold every day. They need jackets. So that's why, when well that took to heart to me, so now that's more that's of more the ministry I have. I want to be able to carry somebody's burdens. I, I, I want to walk and follow like the most high. He carried our burdens. So when we're going through something we need somebody, to you know, that's what we're here for. So I try to go out I've, I our hard-earned work money and go out and take care of the community. Right. I went out I believe that not the- to take care of myself, but to to glorify the most high, to be able to give the people that were diabetes in its it twenty-seven or thirteen degrees. Right. To be able to put a beanie on the head to cover. But right. that's, that's most one hard. of the things that's not easily said because then you taking money. But I believe that the most high gonna bless me to be able to bless them, because the word said to give back, he blessed us to give back to the community, you know, so with the blessing he gave to me, I try to do as much as I can for the people that don't have, so that's a big thing in me, because believe it or not, I took a lot from the community, so I have took and done all kind of stuff, but to be able to give back to them, it means a lot to me, so these, me
1: helping someone
5: else,
4: yeah. I'm
1: saying these, these these are all different types of investments, right? Yeah, and because yeah. there's many ways to invest in your faith, yeah. and what I want to kind of focus on is in the same line of what we were talking about, right? The the, the spiritual responsibility, the church yeah. hurt, and investing okay. in faith, and I'm talking about the time and the effort that you put into. Your understanding, your relationship with the Most High. That's what I'm more I'm, I'm so talking right. about when I'm talking about investing in faith. Yeah, go I, ahead. I
4: got I, hold on one second. The scripture was Matthew 6 and 21,
1: kid. Okay, got it. I'll get it in a minute. Go ahead, okay. Brother Cena. So,
3: <laughs> to speak to that about the church hurt and the spiritual responsibility. An example of the spiritual responsibility I go to the young brother right there, T.R. Dennis, the young minister, that when he recognized that the young brother was being pushed out of the study due to Job, it became a responsibility of us as men collectively to say, hold on, let's change gears. Let's let the most high leaders and go into another book so that the brother don't be pushed out. And that covered the church and the spiritual responsibility. So the investment aspect of it is for the young, with the brother, Mr. Smith. Last name is Smith, what you was expressing. So inside the group that the brother Rod uh, uh frequently attends, is called 27 to 17 Iron Sharpers Iron. It's it's a group of, of young men that's just trying to do the right thing for the most high, right? Kingdom building. And with that, every week and it, we do it twice a week, Thursdays and Sundays, and each one of those days, someone else different leads the study. So that kind of like brother Brother Rod, when you invite me to the Saturday to the Saturday Sabbath, for the teachers that you all have, it's never the same exact person doing the exact same thing every week. So it gives everybody the opportunity to have to study and show thyself approved, that a workman shall not be mm. ashamed. So that's that investment in, in, in the spiritual responsibility. That's what I would have on it. That we're doing Absolutely. it, we have to continue to keep doing it. All
1: right. So, which brings me to the last topic, which brings me to the last oh, topic. One second, one second. Go ahead, go ahead,
6: go ahead. I got a scripture that I wanted to go to on this topic. It's um, Isaiah 33 and six. It says, and wisdom and knowledge shall be the stability of thy times and strength of salvation. The fear of the most high is his treasure. So when you, you, we, we all know that wisdom is the Holy Spirit, right? And the way that you receive wisdom and receive the Holy Spirit is by the keeping of the commandments, right? So when you keep the commandments and you sow your time and your effort into the most high, right, your treasure is going to be the fear of the most high. That's going to be your treasure. That's like, that's your return on your invest, investment, what do they call it, uh, ROI or whatever. So I believe that in order for us to invest in, invest in our faith, this is what we have to do. We have to seek the most high, basically.
1: Yeah. And that, that takes time. That takes effort. You got to spend time praying. You got to spend time Mm -hmm. reading your Bible. You got to spend time having these discussions and learning from people who are more learned than you humbling yourself before people like, and that's what people a lot of times don't want to do. And because Mm -hmm. we don't, we don't invest in our faith. We don't invest in our spiritual walk and our spiritual connection to most high. Then we are lacking and we don't, we're, we're not taking responsibility for ourselves because that's what responsibility looks like, that investment in your faith. And when you don't have that responsibility, then you can find yourself being offended by someone and falling away from the faith, turning your, turn your back or walking away because things are not going a certain kind of way. But when you put that time in that faith, then no matter what nobody says, you're not going to deviate me from the path that I'm on in my service to Christ. So I want to change gears to this last topic, and I want to see what y'all think. I'm going to say this, and I want to get your immediate feedback, your immediate thought on this phrase learning for too long. What comes to mind when you hear that? Coming from a spiritual, biblical perspective, if I say somebody's learning for too long, what comes to your mind?
0: They ain't really learning.
2: Knowledge puffs up. No
1: application.
2: Knowledge puffs
1: up.
0: Knowledge puffed up, no application. What would you say, Brother Dennis? I said they're not learning. Like you said, if you're learning for too long, if you never never put, like (laughs) I'm in the classroom all day and I never get to go into the factory where I'm supposed to put this stuff together. They're telling me, telling me, telling me, telling me, telling me, tell me. And I just stay in there. And I never go to the next phase of an application. Then I don't even know. We don't even know if they really learned
1: it. Point. You're not learning. And so I'm saying this to say that, and, and some people agree with some people disagree. And I am I want to hear how y'all feel about this and what's your take on this, right? And I think I've mentioned this to you before, Brother Dennis, or uh, something to this effect, right? But... I just find like I feel like we we falling short. If you find yourself, you've been going to church your whole life, 20 years, 30 years, 10 years, 5 years, and you are not able to go and preach the gospel. You're not able to minister to a person. You're not able to pray with a person. Witness to convert, convert a person. You're not able to. I'm not saying you have to do these things because I know everybody has different offices. Everybody has different gifts. But if you're not able to do these things, if you're embarrassed to do these things, you are unsure about how you do these things. After five years, ten years, something's wrong. You, I mean, you know what I'm saying. You, you go to high school for four years, and then they let they let you out and say you ready. You ready for the world after four years of high school, you've been in church 17 years and the only thing you can do is tell me to come hear your pastor. What have like, how long, and this goes back to the the whole thing about being lazy, how long are you going to be under this one person learning before you go out and you start to to witness through your lifestyle? The Levite
0: was 30, wasn't he? Who? Wasn't the Levite 30 years old?
6: Uh twenty-five
1: uh, and, and then it switched to thirty. But the Levites had a service they were doing and they they were taught they were reared up how to do these things. I'm talking about as far as us going out and preaching the gospel, <laughs> witnessing to people. So so, through, Kira, so not it only through be, our teaching
4: I, but through our words. Well, well yeah. I care, I mean, I'm thirty I'm thirty seven, be thirty eight next month. And I just got comfortable doing it. I mean, because I wasn't trying to seek it. But the last okay. three years, I've been seeking it. And I feel like I took the cybership plan, you know, of how. So How long, how long have you been church? I've been going to church all my
1: life. But how long have you been taking this serious? About, about three, almost four years now. Okay, so after three, four years, you feel like, you know what I'm saying, you got yeah, you, you yeah, ready to start like, getting
4: your feet wet. Yeah, yeah, I feel I, I feel comfortable. I feel like I'm ready to go. But I, I just said some people I don't believe like. Uh, see, that's what I want to do. I want to go save a soul. I want people to know that I'm serving Jesus Christ. I want them to know that. Like, I don't. Feel well, okay. Like oh, should... uh, I'm glad you said that. Give me an example
1: of a Christian who don't want that. What, oh. what, what
4: kind of Christian don't want that? Well, okay, I'm going to give you an example of what I feel like. No, like the person that, that – I got a brother that, that he don't do that. He go to church, he serve him, be pray, he get in, but he don't want to – that ain't the part he want to do. Like that's what he's supposed to, but that ain't what he want to do.
0: Well, I, I can't mean, give you an
4: example. You think Christ ain't want
1: to die? Christ ain't want to die. Yeah.
4: Pa- I mean, but Paul ain't want to get
1: stoned. She even they want to get stoned, they were like,
4: it ain't about what you want to do. We yeah. have a. Commission. But what I'm saying is, purpose. how how I make him want to do that? I mean, you I know. don't believe he. I believe that's the thing. Like, I always tell him, like, hey, but I but he studied the word. I I, I believe he's saved a hundred percent because he recite. We talk about the word. We, you know, I I don't know his inner, but the outer looking at him. I believe he's he's the same Christian because I've been on the side of him. I can't not say different. It's only the most the father note. Him and the father got to have a relationship.
1: Like, yeah, I, I, I'm not speaking to nobody's personal relationship with the most. Yeah, I'm that's what about, I'm saying.
4: I'm so talking about because he don't want to do it. What does that make Like, well, the scripture? Can I ask the question? question. Mean, Be, what, you do what is what,
6: the word or what not You want mean, the word. gonna say he don't want to do it? What is it that he don't want
4: to? Like do? I asked him, like, mm-hmm. hey brother, you gonna go out there and uh, try to you know win <laughs> souls or? Pre- give the gospel, talk about it. Be
3: like,
4: man, hey, I got my own personal relationship with Christ. I don't have to
3: do that. That's what so they to the huh? do. I can speak to that. So yeah. me personally, that's not my niche. For me, I don't feel like that's my niche to be in the streets doing that aspect of it, the, the, the verbal aspect. Although if I am called upon to do it, I have the skill set and the capabilities of doing it. For me, I'm more of the servant aspect of the protector, the organizer, things that make it possible for one of you young brothers to go on there and do what it is that's required. Like I may be the one that needs to provide the bullhorn. I may be the one that needs a hook to speak up, the one that have the water out there, the towels mm-hmm. the 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 permits, so we are able to be there from a legalistic aspect, although mm-hmm. if I am needed, i can't I'm able to do it, although that's not my niche, yeah, that
0: gotcha. don't,
6: it's it's just like
3: spend,
0: yeah, so let, it's, it's just let like me the parable
6: it's like the parable with the talents, not everybody is given the same amount of talents, yeah. so it's like. One brother, like, we like we all got different positions, you know what I'm saying, as many members to one body. So I think just because somebody don't street preach, that don't mean that they not playing their position. But well, that don't mean that, you know, they not doing what the most I want for them to do. Now, what I do think is, I don't think everybody is supposed to teach. am not saying there's anything wrong if you teach, but like the brother said, that like if that's not your niche, that's not your niche. You if can be better utilized in the body of Christ, maybe doing something else. But I will say this, it is our business to answer a man according to whatever he asks us according Amen. to the Bible. So if somebody comes to you, yeah, uh, of course, but to go out on the street, that may not be somebody niche. But one that. thing I want to say is, yeah. I think that when you don't use your talent, that that is definitely wrong because to me, that's quenching the Holy Spirit. So if you have a talent, you need to find out what it is and utilize it to the best of your ability to bring forth fruit to the most high. Yeah.
2: yeah. I,
1: th- I, th- I think the where's Fruit meet for repentance. Go ahead.
2: I think the wisdom of it is, you know, we are a body and, you know, the hand don't do what the elbow do. The elbow don't do what the kneecap do. You know what I'm saying? The tonsils don't do what the lungs do. So we got to, you know, I think that even using that allegory, as far as, you know, us being a body, it, it should be understood in that manner. Like each member, finger, elbow, arm, has a different respective duty. And together, they function the entire body.
6: Okay. and, and, and that I agree
5: with that. But, but I'm not speaking about right, that.
6: Bad. I, I just want to say it's one thing. And we can't forget. The Bible say that those, those members that are most uncomely are actually the ones that's the, most, that's the most important. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, you know, street preaching is is glorious. You know what I'm saying? When it's old to the most high, that's glorious. Like like that's Like, that's like a man having, you know what I'm saying, having muscle. It looked nice, but there's a lot of other little intricate things that need to be in the body in order for him to be able to operate the right way. Right.
0: Without like the
6: tendon,
1: you know, the muscle uncommonly- don't work. hmm So, 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 listen. I'm say, I, I, what I'm trying to speak to is like the, the analogy Brother Tawsalak used, right? We're all different parts of the body. I'm not speaking to or suggesting that a hand should be a mouth or an eye should be an ear. I'm not speaking to that. What I'm saying is a dead foot. If you're a foot, you
4: gotta get cut, off. Dead foot
1: get cut off foot, so what I'm saying you yeah. got people who church their like Karen my brother, said he's been going to church, but he's just getting started for the last three or four years, yeah. so I'm saying a person should see a problem with that. you've been in church ten years, fifteen years, twenty years, and it's and and this is I think an ideology that's being perpetuated, and people think that's okay that's normal but you have been going to church since you was eight years old, six years old. And here it is, you 20, 18, 20, 30, 40, 50 years old, and you still just going to church. All you do is get up on
3: Sunday and go to church.
1: So yeah, that's that ain't right thing. about
3: that. Look, let me let me interject. So that's the thing, that's the whole premise that this
2: That's indoctrination.
3: Uh, debate, I what he say debate, this dialogue is based on when the brother brought up what is the church and what is the pastor? Are they anonymous? are synonymous and with it when you're talking about the church and going to the church that is more almost like a fad it's more like a thing to do and so in that realm of of churching that is that's the norm you could be in church 50 years old and the young man is yes. eight that go out normal that's that's okay taught yeah a different way. congregating that's all you do is congregate. Like, this is what we do on Sundays. Like, it, it's, it's it's a process, right? So when I say that, check it out. I'll a small picture for you. The process is, during football season, you leave church a little early so you catch a Sunday game. Mm. You know that's the part of the church. Then you know at this part of the season, church tends to do these things, right? So when I say that, I'm saying it to the degree. All right, hey, we got this event coming up. we we serve fish dinners on Friday. Or <laughs> church on sunday this what we're doing so it's just a routine is what i'm really painting the picture of it's a routine it's just something that you do so, so is it because, a problem though i'm not saying it's not a problem what i'm saying no one inside that routine is gonna see that that part of the matrix is not functioning correctly unless you're actually functioning functioning the way that we're talking right now Right now, well, and that's what that's what I'm talking about. We re-
1: we here to fine. shed light on this. I'm 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 here to say I'm gonna say this for me. I'm saying it's a problem. I'm saying if yeah. you've been yeah. going to church Stop 17 that. years and all you know is 16, right you you've been going to church your whole life. I don't think you know is, uh, 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 Matthew 3 and 16. Oh, no, I'm sorry, John 3:16. All you know, all you know after 16 years is John. 3, that's 16, what the Bible says. That's a problem. The Bi- yeah, the Bible
4: says it's a problem. You should be
1: still
0: right. on the
4: ABCs of life. At 40 years old, you should be you should on be ABC. On ABC's right. in
3: your spirit, you as ought to well. be on silent food, doc. Be. Yeah, hey, hey, you, hey,
2: can, I, hey, can I jump in real quick? Yes, T, yes, I just sir. want to
3: say something real quick, Mr. T. Check it out. Joe Oberstein has the largest congregation in the world, he has 47,000 pledged members, so that's 47,000 lost people, lost souls, lost sheep, whatever you want to utilize (laughs) to
2: drive them. That's
3: 47,000. They have cities in the United States of America that don't have 47,000 people. So we have to be realistic and see that that, this is a perpetual cycle that has been pushed and, and, and is utilized in maintaining a particular what what status of society? Like, go ahead, Brother T. Yeah. I ain't
2: gonna go, go ahead, Brother T. Go ahead, go ahead. Yeah. No, you good, bro. You, you saying some <laughs> good stuff, though, man. You saying some good stuff, man. All right. I just wanted to say, uh, you know, people don't realize that following Christ makes you a revolutionary.
1: Mm, like, that's the truth. Say
2: that. Following the Messiah makes you a revolutionary because the problem goes beyond even with us reading the scriptures and, uh, and identifying, and understanding it correctly, the application of the scripture is to rebel against what we understand to be our governing body. Be- and not, I'm not saying in a violent way, and I'm I'm not saying against laws that align with the law of the Most High. Because what's what's happening is I'm gonna give you an example: the separation of church and state. Number one, that completely creates a circumstance where. Us as believers and as a community will be unwilling to intertwine the two things. The church is the community. The church is the people.
3: Say it one more said, time. The church,
2: the church is the people. Thank the church you. is the buildings that we supposedly build for ourselves. The houses, the bathrooms, the kitchens, the um, it should be the nursery. It should be the, the where we go to um, see the nurse. It should be the doctor's office. That entire realm of community, the grocery store, should involve the people who have the same understanding in the most high. And that's what a community is. People of like mind, of like spirit. But what's happened is we're in such a, div- a division and they understand that keeping it divided is how you keep us conquered. Because... There's no way for us to truly come together without being together. Amen. So, you know, I I just wanted to throw that in there, man, because I think that's a big part of what's wrong with the church. Like, there's so like you don't even it, it, it should be one mind, one body, and that and that goes from the smallest to the highest, whatever that may be. You know, I,
3: I have a scripture real quick. Right, remember the scripture we just went over earlier in the week, First Corinthians chapter 11, verse one. Yes, sir. Do any of you brothers believe that any of those type of organizations would read this? Be ye followers of me, even as I also am of Christ. That's counterproductive to what they are trying to accomplish. Right. It be it, you. You wouldn't say that, you know. So that's what we're dealing with, Rob. Is that yeah. part of it? The dead Absolutely.
1: foot gonna be a dead foot because it's, it's dead feet. Right. So, what, what ha- so what happened to the dead foot? It's got to be removed. And all I'm nope. saying, I'm saying this to the brothers. More feet. Sisters, don't, I don't said be feet because more than one. Because <laughs> right, yeah, hey, and, and what Christ said? Christ says, listen, if you if you are a tree that does not bear fruit, then you will be broken Demise. off and cast into the fire. Uh, a, you know, a tree that don't don't well, bear fruit is only worth firewood. That's the only thing you can use. That's the only use you get out of it. So, you know, we have to, and the scripture says, bring forth fruit, meat for repentance. When we repent, when we change our lifestyle, it comes with actions. Be ye doers of the word, not just hearers of the word. Amen. And that's why I want to encourage brothers and sisters out there is that you know, we don't want to find ourselves uh, just hearers. We don't want to be in lip service. Christ said, why call me Lord and you don't do nothing I say? We don't want to find ourselves in that situation. So if we take the the information that we this on this particular podcast and this particular topic, and we apply these things to our lives. And you you won't it won't be so easy, or you'll be able to deal with church hurt. You'll be able to deal with disappointment because you know what? Hey, these are just men, and they trying they trying to get it right, and they they made the wrong decision. They got it wrong. They messed up. But we operate in forgiveness. We operate in tolerance. We operate in understanding. We operate in wisdom. So if you you know wisdom alone. Will help a person avoid, I think, a lot of what we call church hurt, because wisdom will tell you who to go to and who not to go to. Because you look at a person's lifestyle, you look at the, you judge the tree by the fruit that it bears, not by the title that it that it holds. You know, everybody says it's an apple tree, and you looking at, it, you see oranges. But hey, everybody says apple tree, so it must be apple tree. And then you get disappointed when you get when you get oranges. Well, wisdom,
2: yes, wisdom
1: will say if the tree have oranges on it, it's an orange tree, regardless of what people say. So if you look at these pastors or whoever in the church, and you see how the people are operating, that's going to tell you if, if they walk in the spirit of Christ or not. That's going to tell you if they're dealing with the Holy Spirit or not. So this is what we have to.
2: And you hit no right. You hit right on this scripture. I'm looking at man on Ecclesiastes chapter. Go ahead, one. hit the scripture. He said uh, Ecclesiastes chapter one verse twenty-four. He will hide his words for it. Say, oh, excuse me, twenty-three. A patient man with tear for a time and afterwards joy shall spring up in him. He will hide his words for a time and the lips of many shall declare his wisdom. The parables of knowledge are in the treasures of wisdom, but godliness is an abomination to a sinner. If thou desire wisdom, keep the commandments and the Lord shall give her unto thee. For the fear of the Lord is wisdom and instruction and faith and meekness are his delight. Distrust not the fear of the Lord when thou art poor, and come not unto him with a double heart. Be not a hypocrite in the sight of man, and take good heed what thou speaks.
1: What was that scripture again?
2: That's uh, Ecclesiastes chapter 1, and I started at verse
1: 23.
2: Hmm. Now, I mean, Let I me think- go and hit the last verse. Yeah, Exalt not thyself, lest thou fall, and bring dishonor upon thy soul. And so God, discover thy secrets, and cast thee down in the midst of the congregation. Because thou camest not in truth to the fear of the Lord, but thy heart is full of deceit.
1: You know what? And I think that's the note we should end on is the fear of the Lord. I remember talking to a a brother and when I first learned a lot of the differences between what the Bible teaches and what mainstream Christianity is teaching. I'm saying, well, you know, and then I start going to these preachers and these pastors thinking that they didn't know this stuff. And they said, well, yeah, we know, but yeah, we know this, but and, I, and it blew my mind. I, I'm going to this brother who I'm learning from I'm saying, well, how is it that people know this stuff? I'm thinking this stuff people don't know. How do know this and they still not dealing with it? Christmas. He said, because, he said, because they don't fear God. And it all made sense. I said, you know what? That's what it is. A lot of us that's in the church don't operate with a fear of the Most High God. We don't respect the most high God. We don't honor the most high God with our life and then with our words. And because of that, people make bad decisions. People fall by the wayside. You have people that are, are dishonest in the church. People that are hurting other people. People that are causing people to fall away to a degree. I'ma say having a negative effect on people, because at the end of the day, it's your it's your responsibility. But I think and that's what I think that's what it is. We gotta we gotta operate in the fear of the Lord. Wisdom, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of all wisdom. And so if you find yourself in a situation where you, it's hard for you to stop sinning or, you know, you you are, are, are faltering in your faith, you're faltering in your walk, you really need to self-reflect and examine and ask yourself, do I really fear the Lord? Do I really believe God is who he said he is? Do I really believe that he's going to do what he said he's going to do? All sinners will have their place in the lake of fire. You know, the scripture makes it clear the righteous barely make it in. So this ain't nothing to play with. So this is, and we're doing this to try to encourage brothers and sisters to say, listen, if you've been a part of an organization, a church, a, a small group of brothers, whatever the case is, and you've offended, you've been mistreated, don't let that be the cause of you to walk away from the Most High, from you to to deny Christ, to give up on this journey. Let the Word be rooted deeply within you, and continue on your path because you're the only person that you can depend on to maintain a relationship with the most high you can't you can't put that responsibility on another person that's your responsibility to make sure that you that you're praying that you're communing with the most high that you're reading you're studying you're learning his words his ways what he like what he don't like what he says good what he says bad and when you go to brothers and sisters that are supposed to be in the body of Christ and they wrong you pray for them and it's easier said than done. But this is what this is this is where the walk gets hard. Like like Brother Codero was saying earlier, this is where the rubber meets the road. Pray for your enemies. See, it's easy to 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 bless those that bless you and pray for those who pray for you. But can you have that same heart, that same mind, that same spirit towards somebody who is not so caring towards you? You understand? And that's what separates a person in the spirit of Christ from a person that's not these are it's the it's those small things and uh, I'll, I'm gonna open the floor for anybody get get the you know get your final thoughts on the, everything we discussed tonight and we're gonna go ahead and wrap this up uh and you know we'll go around brother CMB final thoughts
3: yes sir thank you brother Rob so gentlemen you all are welcome to come and join us on Thursdays and Sundays and continue this type of discussion along with the teaching. And that's really my final thoughts is just putting more and more brothers together to lead the youth, to lead the the sisters and the young brothers that's coming up, just being better fathers, being better hut being better husbands and things of that nature right there, Doctor. Keep the church hurt from transpiring. It'll put us and keep us accountable for spiritual responsibility. So that's all I have, brother Rod. Thank you. All right, Appreciate thank the, you very much. You. Brother Dennis,
1: closing thoughts final thoughts
0: my thought is um more so along the lines of trying my best and us trying our best to to be the apology for the hurt that people are feeling to be to be the reason that they will come back to be uh To be the person that they can look at who will point them to the person that matters, who is Christ Jesus. That is, that, that is what I, uh, gather from this. That is when I hear people telling me of the church hurt. We have a brother in, um, 2717 that, uh, talked about the ministers that he grew up under and how hurt he was by that. And it had put such a taste in his mouth. So my, objective every time I show up is to be as far different from those other that he had met earlier in life as possible so that uh, I can help heal him from the hurt that somebody else put on him. So I just want to be the apology uh, for people who have misrepresented my Christ, my God.
1: Mm -hmm. I, I can appreciate that brother, appreciate that. Thank you very much for those words. We're going to slide over to Brother Tyler Locke. Final thoughts.
2: Hey, um, all praise the most high for this conversation. Um, I appreciate everybody's input. I, I learned a lot from y'all brothers today. And uh, I'm thankful and grateful. And um, I just want to say, man, you know, we got to feel the most high, man. And we can't feel men. We got, you know, we can't be afraid to not be cool. We, we can't be afraid to be rejected. You know what I'm saying? We we just got to keep on pushing forward towards the kingdom, man. The the path that leads to destruction is broad, but the path that leads to everlasting life is very narrow. So we just got to keep that in mind, man, and just keep on pushing.
1: Right on. Right on. Words of encouragement. Appreciate that. Carry my burdens. Final
4: thoughts. Uh, I'm real grateful to be able to be here, to be able to hear from a lot of different aspects different things. But the biggest part is to me is uh, just to learn about the church hurt. Uh, I just wanna be a, a living vessel to be able to not be a person that caused the church hurt.
0: Mm.
4: I wanna be a I wanna be able to to fix the church hurt if there's it's any way I can. But I know through the most high showing me that I can be able to talk to and maybe even help the people that's going through the church hurt that has caused them.
1: To not waver their faith. Yes, sir. And that's that's a um that's a good point that we didn't really focus on is not being the person to cause a church hurt. So, you know, for those listening, if you've never been church hurt, you might want to find out and ask yourself, have you caused church hurt? Yep. And if you have, you know, try to make amends, try to fix that. But definitely if you have not, if you're not aware of it, then try your best not to be the person to cause church hurt. Try not to be the person that caused offense. Right? Christ said if you if you offend one of these little ones, you know, you're you're in bad shape. You might as well tie a, a millstone around your neck and jump bridge, jump into a body of water. You know. So um don't be that person. And that's the thank you, uh carry my burden for that perspective. that's something we really focus on. Let me go over to Brother Anian.
6: Yeah, I'll just I mean basically what we have to understand as believers in Christ. You know, when you get, especially when you get baptized, you are enlisting yourself into a war. So things are not going to get easier. Things are going to get harder. And we just have to understand that. Matter of fact, hold on. I actually got a scripture I want to go to. Let me get that. I'm at First uh, Timothy 6 and 11 through 12. It says, but thou, O man of God, flee these things. And follow after righteousness, goodness, faith, love, patience, and meekness. So when you possess the fruits of the Spirit, which you can also read by in Galatians chapter 5, a lot of these problems that we discussed today, they'll roll right off your back. Because you'll understand that you have to be patient with people. You have to be meek with people. You have to be loving with people. And you have to be godly, right? And of course, you have to exude your righteousness as well. Verse 12 says, fight the good fight. Of faith. So what we have to understand is that this this ain't nothing that's easy. It is literally a fight. It says fight the good fight of faith. It says lay hold on eternal life. That means this isn't something that's just going to come and tap you on the shoulder and you know you can just grab it easily. No, you have to lay hold on it aggressively, right? Our life depend on this, right? Salvation. It says whereunto thou art also called, it has professed a good profession before many witnesses. So, we just have to understand that this is not going to be easy. Uh, I believe it's Brother Tazalak that went to, um, did you go to Sarac chapter two or was that chapter one? Where was it he went that ride?
1: I think he was in Ecclesiastes. Yeah,
2: Con. con. Yeah, Ecclesiastes. Ecclesiastes, uh, uh, Sirach, uh, same jump. Okay. Yeah, right, Exactly.
6: Clock,
0: exactly.
6: And you know, that's the same one. That same chapter, that's the chapter that tells you how to deal with different things as you're going into the truth. Like, if I'm not mistaken, it says, my son, when thou come to serve the most high, prepare thyself for temptation. So you have to understand that things get harder once you actually profess Christ, once you actually get baptized. So that's all I wanted to say. It's not an easy walk. It's a hard walk.
1: Right. I appreciate that. Thank you very much. I want to thank everybody for coming on, spending the time with Sharon and helping us build, you know, iron sharpen iron, iron man. I appreciate y'all for coming out and building with us and, and sharing with those listening. And we praying that everybody's edified by this. So, uh, you know, and that's what this whole thing is about. You know, I know I, I can be very opinionated, but trust me, it's coming from a place of love and it, it, I want to be a, an encouragement to brothers and sisters listening to this. So if you just listen to another episode of God family nation and you can follow us on, um, was it Snapchat? I think God Family Nation144. You can find us on YouTube at God Family Nation all one word. You can email us to contact us. You can email us at Godfamination at M-E. That's God at K-E-E-M-A-I-L dot M E. All right, if you want to find out how to contact us, be a part of our Shabbat classes, uh Friday nights, Saturdays, Saturday afternoons, and or every Saturday morning in the States friday evening or friday afternoon in the states and wednesday afternoon in the states we have bible study bible classes i would say you can find us on facebook at god family nation but as of right now they are currently in the process of blocking our page or taking down our post or something i don't know whatever they're doing I, you know kudos that just make me feel like we're doing something right because if we, if we you know we preaching all this gospel and doing all this stuff in the bible and talking about this stuff and they and they letting it fly that mean we're not talking about nothing but now that they they, they starting to attack our pages and, and taking it down then that mean we're doing something right so uh but if you if you if the page is still there then uh yeah, feel man. you know feel free to go on the page and, and check out the content and, and keep up with us that, that way you can contact we us where you can message about us about on youtube or you can email us and uh um, you know, we just hope it's brothers and sisters are edified join. by this. And until the next episode, peace. God family, nation.
2: nation.
1: Brain, First, God made the family family made the nation take this concept and embrace it let's see how far we can take it we can make it to the other side to see our brothers rise receive the prize and the love that comes in the mother's eyes i n can I go in what I'm asking my messiah on judgment when my life ends it's g of n from my soul to my skin from young to old men how many souls can we win this been the mission the word of God is my equipment this song the hook so if you listening then I'm fishing make your decision. i hope Hope to God that we get it. I'm speaking to my people, have my partners think I'm tripping. It's great sufficient. Just having faith can make the difference. Take it day by day and be consistent. Self-examination, patience, praying while we waiting. G of N is more than just a statement. It's God, family, nation. Yeah, it's God, family, nation. <laughs> uh uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, God, family. It's family, 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 nation, family, family, nation. Yeah,
6: family, 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 family,